Good evening, tennis fans. This is Gary Plock from the Chip and Gary Tennis Show, podcasting to you live from Fort Myers, Florida at 5.40 p.m. Today, I'm going to use the theme of what goes around comes around. And I don't know that that is an accurate statement of what I'm going to talk to you about, but If you're around tennis for 57 years, there's memories that only you will have. And there is a person that I'm going to talk about now who is one of the original 16 pros. And I think he was probably one of the last in ability. And his name was Ray Moore. And Ray, they called him Hippie because he was one of the few guys back then in the late 60s, mid-60s, that had long hair. And um, there was another fellow named Torben Ulrich from Denmark that uh, used to play in a ponytail and had very long hair, a lefty, whose son Lars Ulrich did okay as a musician forming Metallica. Uh, and if you look at some of the Metallica documentaries, you'll see Torben Ulrich as an 80-something-year-old man uh, in there in some of the sets and having his son ask him what he thinks about this. But Lars Ulrich was walk, you know, in a stroller with his mother when Torben Ulrich was playing these tournaments, so it's kind of funny. But I digress because... In Louisville, Kentucky, there was a real tennis man, Sam English, who brought a pro tournament to Louisville back in those golden days of Rod Laver and Rosewall and Newcomb and Cliff Drysdale and all the early pros. They called him the Handsome Eight, perhaps, and uh, later had... 16 players that were professional players and Ray Moore was one of them probably a 23 year old youngster and had long flowing blonde hair and uh, Sam English set up a free clinic for the ball boys because we were all ball boying the tournaments that they were playing in and there in Louisville and uh, at the Louisville Tennis Center and so they were walking down the path, and I remember it was John Newcomb and Roy Emerson, and perhaps Labor, perhaps not, but several pros. And, and old Ray Moore was walking the other way with his long flowing hair. And I think Cliff Drysdale, one of them, said, Hey, hippie, come on back over here and do this clinic. And he sheepishly came back, and I remember him feeding us a couple of balls and being on the court with him as as well as the others. Um, And uh, the reason I bring that up is you flash forward. I was probably 9 years old, 11, 10 at the time, and ball-boying for those boys, Andres Gamano and Pierre Barthez, John Alexander, a young John Alexander. I watched ball-boy for him beating Ken Rosewall. Ken Rosewall signing a contract with Seamless, which was a Japanese company that manufactured aluminum rackets when the rackets started changing to metal and aluminum. And um, later it was changed to Seamco. 
and he was throwing that racket around. John Alexander beat him, but Ray Moore played in that tournament. And so then I fast forward to years later when I'm playing uh, college tennis and I'm on the, the college junior Davis Cup team traveling around the country and, and playing the tournaments. And this was the tournament that Gene Scott ran. You Easterners will know Gene Scott, top three or four in the country back in the 60s and a real promoter of tennis along with this man in Louisville, Sam English, who played at Yale University with Richard Raskind, who later became Rich, Renee Richards, some of you may remember, uh, and they were college teammates. And anyway, I'm playing this tournament in South Orange, New Jersey, the Mutual Benefit Open. And uh, Gene Scott's running it, and we're not allowed to play on the grass. I remember McEnroe cruising up in his new baby blue convertible Mercedes to the tournament, and it was a fun time. So I get the draw, and first round, I'm playing Ray Moore. And... I said, oh my gosh, I'm playing Ray Moore. I can't believe it. And so we play on the clay, and we play a close match, and I get to a position where I have two match points. And on both match points, I had nice high forehand volleys to drive for the winner, and I knocked them in the bottom of the net. And Ray Moore came back and won that match. And I remember later in the locker room, Ray Moore telling Roscoe Tanner, he said, Boy, you won't believe how lucky I was to win this match. I'm sure Roscoe Tanner didn't know who I was. But uh, anyway, it, it's kind of funny that uh, somebody that you idolized when you were a young child, you get in a position to where you can beat them, and I really should have beaten him. He, I um, think, uh, won the next round. Larry Godfrey beat Wojciech Feedback, which was an upset, and I would have played Larry and would have probably gone down to him on the red clay, no doubt. But I think Ray might have beaten him, and I think Roscoe ended up beating Ray and getting to the semifinals of the tournament, which was very unusual for uh, Roscoe, who is a big, fast-court, big-serving player, to, to make the semis of a red clay. But then again, Roscoe grew up in Chattanooga, where you know he grew up on the clay, so he could keep the ball in play somewhat. Regardless of what my co-partner here, Chip Hooper, might think, because he beat Roscoe a couple of times, but uh, that was much later in Roscoe's career and early in Chip's career when he was really on an uptick. But, you know, thinking back to Ray Moore, you know, he was the uh, director of the ATP, and he got ousted because of some phrase that he said about women's tennis, I think, and... Um, but uh, it was very uh, instrumental person in my life that uh, was not a maybe top five player in the world at, at one time. I don't know how high he got, but uh, a very interesting character that was known on the tour as the hippie when he first came to this scene. And uh, I hope Ray's doing well, and I know that a lot of my listeners know who Ray Moore is, and possibly could share some stories that they have with Ray. We're going to be 
talking about people on this uh, podcast that were involved in tennis. They may have been great players. They may not have been great players, but have been in the game for a long time and seen a lot of the old tennis uh, tournaments and and been around it and, and have some interesting stories to share. And that's basically what we're trying to do with the Chip and Gary Tennis Show is just try to relate to a, a lot of you out there that uh, played tennis for many years and uh, have your own memories of, of people and pros when they came to your town or things that happened in a tennis match that were very unusual. Because uh, I just saw a study shown that uh, tennis players live longer than any other sporting event that's uh, that's played and I found that interesting because if you just keep playing tennis at your own pace uh, I think it's one of the healthy, healthiest endeavors that one can enter into. So Ray Moore if you're out there I love you. Uh, played a lot of the South African mates that uh, you know well and uh, hope you're doing well. This is Gary signing off for the Chip and Gary Tennis Show. See you next time.